Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town and here's what's coming up today. Luton head to Birmingham and ease them relegation fears after Dan Potts fires us. Three points back to Luton. What a performance it was. What a great win. And now we can start looking forward instead of back today. We discuss everything about that Birmingham win in more detail. Tom Lockyer, probably one of the signings of the season. And let's not forget that this guy cost us absolutely nothing. Free from Charlton. And he's just making a name for himself for Luton Town. What a centre-half today. We play a focus on him. We'll answer your Instagram questions and your Twitter fleets as always. And tonight, audio only, no video. So if you're, if you're on YouTube right now and you've got this on YouTube, sorry about the, the lack of video. Um, but audio as always. Dave's with me and Darren's in for Pataro today. Pataro couldn't join us. Um, how are we both? Very well. Yeah, very good, thank you. Good to see you back, Darren. How's, how, how's, how's weekend life? Luton winning away at Birmingham. It's all good, isn't it? It's all good again. <laughs> it's nice because last week on the podcast, we were talking about should we be looking over our shoulders? Should we be worried about uh, the bottom three? And I feel like we went to Birmingham the weekend and just put in that performance that we needed. Just a big performance, it felt like. That, very true. Very true. I, I, you know, I was one of those that said we have to be careful. If we don't win, we could find ourselves in in the wrong end of the table. But you know what? They did put in a performance. We got the goal. We, we defended fantastically and we got three points, which was fantastic. Well, yeah, absolutely rock solid. Yeah. Um, before we get into the game then, let's look at some three-word reviews from Birmingham nil, Luton Town 1. Parker says, crucial three points. Tom says, now kick on. Andrew says, Collins the workhorse. Uh, Clive says, boss the game. Jamo says, mid-table obscurity. Ronnie says, what are substitutions? Uh, Dave said relegation worries silenced. Uh, Phil says Birmingham going down. Craig says long throw works. Birmingham, I'd say over the two games we've played this season have been probably the worst team I've, I think I've seen. I don't know what you guys would think. Maybe Wickham weren't great, were they? But Birmingham have been poor over them two games against us. They, they were appalling Saturday. Absolutely appalling Saturday. And if you've only got to read uh, what their own fans are saying about them, they know how bad they were. They didn't. I don't. I mean, there was a point at which they didn't create nothing, did they? Not at all. Nah. But don't take it away from our performance. Don't take away from our performance how how um, structured we were on the day. That's how I would say about that. But uh, yeah, I, I would say um, Birmingham got a big chance of going down. Yeah, they're absolutely dreadful. I've, I think um, Preston at home. Preston looked pretty poor, but apart from that. Yeah, Birmingham are, are dreadful. Did didn't they only just they only just survived last season as well? So um, even their manager wasn't it after, after the game? His interview is rare that you hear a manager talk about his own team like that as well. So uh, it's not all's not good there, is it? No, he he said that um, Luton wanted it more than they did, well, which you could probably agree with. Yeah. On on performance wise, it they were just slow to everything. They. We was we were on second balls, and that's the kind of performance you need, I think, when you're going to a team like Birmingham and they're scrapping for their lives, 
And I think we've gone there and put in the performance we needed to get get the win. Dave said in the three-word reviews, relegation worries silenced. And it's like I said a minute ago, last week we were talking about the potential or the if we didn't pick up a win in this game, you know, could we be looking over our shoulders? But we, we have just silenced that now and we can maybe start looking forward and, and a big game against Cardiff um, tonight as you're listening to this, to this podcast. Yeah, and and the result at Cardiff is just as important as the one on Saturday. If we play well uh, and we get something out of it, fantastic. Um, they're on a bit of a run themselves, aren't they? Yeah, they're in really they're good, form. Up. really really good form. And uh, it's uh, we got yeah with them and Stoke at the weekend. We it, it, it says just how much, how big a win that was against Birmingham. You know, just to get those points on the board. It was a very scrappy start to the game, wasn't it? Um, wasn't. I just feel like there was no flow. The referee kept blowing for free kicks. There was silly tackles going in. Ref wasn't playing advantage. Um, and it was just one of them games that was getting broken up every second, wasn't it? And we had the first big chance when Collins kind of made this chance for himself, didn't he? Down the right-hand side, he beats the defender the ball, tried to lob the keeper, and it goes into the side netting. Um, should he have done better with that chance, do you reckon? Because we did tweet out, should he have done better? And a few people have said, look, he's done all he can. There's no way he can do better than that. I kind of thought he could have done a little bit better, but I think that's me being really harsh and critical of Collo. I think he might have been half waiting possibly for the ref to... to blow. Was it a foul? I'm not sure. Um, but he's... I don't know. Yeah, yeah he, he could have could have at least maybe got it on target. Uh, but, it, you know, it's it shows he leads from the front and he, he, he earned that opportunity, bullied his way. And it was showing, showing the rest team that that's what we're there to do today. Yeah, I was I was disappointed. He, he, I think I think I was screaming at him. He should have. I thought I thought he should have scored personally. But that's what I, I think about that every time he gets the ball. I want him to score. Um, I was disappointed. I think he did all he could. To be fair, I think he did all he could. I think the disappointment thing for me was was he did all the hard work of making that chance for himself, and I feel like the lifting it over the keeper with the side foot was probably the easiest bit. But then again, I'm not a professional footballer or a striker, <laughs> so I don't know if that's the, the case or not. Um, but, you know, in the end, it didn't matter. And it's just nice to see it us would have been, create it would a been, chance like it that. It would have been nice to go in, though, wouldn't it? And then give you that that push forward sort of relatively early in the game, really, I think. He's, he's missed easier ones, though, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's not talk about that one. Well, even earlier in the season against Birmingham, that, that like open goal from a few yards out and the key was pulled off a worldy save. Yeah. Um, so it's just not quite going for Colo at the moment, is no, it? No, but he still works really hard in the team, and he puts in such a shift. And, I, and you know, he's not scoring. I, I think I texted you, didn't I, Dave? At some stage in that first half, saying Colo is is uh, is on top of it. Isn't he? he was all over it. He was everywhere. You did actually text me, and uh, you know, general opinion is I think everybody sees what the work he does. They just want him to score more. That's all. Mm. Last week I went on a Birmingham podcast to review the game. And they basically, when they were chatting to me about, you know, their club and, and what they expected, they kept, he, he kept saying, um, I feel like Saturday's the, you know, the type of opponent we could get a win against. And I, I didn't want to say like teams like Luton, but it did, did kind of have that feel to it, didn't it? That I think a lot of Birmingham fans just thought Luton are home. That's the team we're going to get if, the let, three points against. Let every team in our division underestimate us. That'll be fine. And we'll just push on from there. The problem is, and we've we had this with 
with the likes of Sunderland in the other league when we was in that one and, and the bigger teams from the Premier League that come down, they look at us, they look at where we've been in the last five, ten seasons and they look at how we've been in the non-league, we've been you know only league two, league one and they think we're going to be a pushover and, and long may that happen. Long may that happen. They should look up their history more and then they realise that we're not just a team like Luton. We're, we are Luton Town and we're pretty decent. And you have to earn every win in this division and you have to earn every goal. And I feel like we did earn our first goal of the weekend. And it came from Harry Cornick's long throw. There's been a lot of talk on social media today about Rory <laughs> Delap making um, a return because of the Iranian player. Have you seen the long throw this Iranian player has done from like the halfway line into the box? That was all the yeah. talk today on yeah. social media. Um, but it was our, our own long throw from Harry Cornick. And it's nice to see this lead to a goal. Um, Collins had a little shot, which was saved by Etheridge, but fell to Potts. Empty net. Wasn't missing this header from two yards like he did against Huddersfield, was it, last <laughs> oh, week? Come on. Um, but it was nice to go into the lead, weren't it, away at Birmingham. And from there, you were hoping we'd kick on. But a nice goal to score from a long throw as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been coming, I think, from that throw. He's, it came out of the blue from nowhere, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. many weeks ago. And um, yeah, no, it was, it was pinpoint. And uh, like you say, Poxy there just to put it in, making up for last week, definitely. Following the ball, um, yeah, following the ball in as well, you know. He, he anticipated maybe the goalkeeper makes a save or, or Colo's shot doesn't go in. He's in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, Birmingham were all over the place, weren't they? Let's be fair. But uh, he was the right place, right time, and it was a right good time to score for us. Dan Potts said in his um, post-match that uh, it, I don't think Harry Cornick knew he, he had a long throw like that. It wasn't until recently where he, he thought it wasn't that long. And <laughs> it's taken us, what, two and a half years to discover this. Uh, but it's, And it's like Nathan Jones has said today, it's like, we're not going to be too proud to use it. Like we'll, We will use this throw, and if it's going to lead to goals like it did against Birmingham at the weekend, why not? It's, it's almost like it's a corner, isn't it? Kind of, it's yeah. literally a corner, and you know maybe even tactically better than a corner from yeah, the I'd position you throw it in. You, I think you could be more accurate with a throw, can't you? Uh, not me, but it, genuinely, you know, <laughs> if he gets a good run, he gets a good swing on that. That's, that's in the box. That's right in the danger area. Uh, and so when a defender kicks it out, they have to think twice, don't they? Because they think if they know it's going to happen, they're going to try and maybe not kick it close to, uh, as you know, just hit the hit the touchline from where you are, basically. It's not bad, though, is it? Because now we get a throw-in near the goal and you can kind of get a little excited that there could be a potential flick on True. Or, a, or a half chance that could lead to a goal. And I, I feel like we just carry on using it. Why not? Yeah, and it gets Cornick in the game, doesn't it? It gets him contributing as well. So he's going to feel good off of that. It's just another string to your bow, isn't it? It's another string to your bow. You, 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 you've got that. You've got the speed down the down the, the, the flanks with him as well. So, you know, good on him for finally realising his throw wasn't small. <laughs> yeah, about time, Harry Cornick. Um, <laughs> they, they obviously don't do that in training. They obviously don't practice throwings. <laughs> no, I think I think they are now with, with knowing and scoring from that. They must be trying to figure out loads of little set pieces we can do with, with throw-ins. And, Surely that's a crazy runs, situation. But... They must have done throw-ins somewhere. They must have, he must have thrown the ball at some stage of that distance and Nathan Jones gone... Why didn't you tell me you could do this? Yeah, you know, exactly. crazy. But it was it was a good goal and it was well. De- Let's not take away. It was a well deserved goal for us on Saturday. Well yeah. deserved. And the second half was it. It kind of followed the same pattern. I don't know if I expected Birmingham to come out stronger. They didn't really, did they? And it was just another scrappy half of football with 
uh, free kicks and the referee just not allowing play to flow, really. And if anything, we had we had better chances in the second half as well, didn't we? Not many. The referee was very whistle-happy. Yeah. Very, very whistle-happy. And, and, you know, not letting advantages go when he could have let an advantage go on. Um, I think we were, we were in control of that game. I, think, I, I don't think there was a point at which, and I think we said this at the weekend uh, in group chats and face-to-face, that didn't feel like Birmingham were going to score. Didn't feel like no. they were getting anywhere near a goal. No, I think we we had our game plan, and that probably was when when we go in the lead. And I, I know as fans, we, we want to after we get that first one, we want to go and get a second and the third and, and and play that expansive football. But clearly, when they get one up, they do just want to. I wouldn't say sit it out, but they play more cautiously, and we do it very well. We do it really, really well. But as fans, you, you, it puts you on the edge of your seat, doesn't it? Yeah, because you're always you're always expecting. Um, that your opposition will get at least one decent chance in a match. And they, we've been kicked in the balls a few times with that. And we, we've been watching this game and you're thinking, oh, they get one chance, they get one chance. Oh, they've scored. You know, um, and with one chance when they don't deserve it. Um, but I didn't, I'm, I don't think I felt that bad on Saturday. There was a couple of moments where I probably... I think I did. Mad. When they brought on their two, well, they brought on their big striker, Jukovic, and he's scored in the last three games against us. So you kind of thought... Here we go. We're going to bring him on. We haven't shut the game out. Um, Producer Jake has put in our notes today because uh, we had a, we had that chance, didn't we? From another long throw from Harry Cornick. Uh, Sonny Bradley tried that overhead kick. So, Producer Jake, how mental would you have gone if it went in? I think that might have been intended for Pataro because Pataro loves Sonny Bradley and probably would have gone mental. Well, well you would I think have, we all would have gone mental. You wouldn't have heard the last of it from Pataro. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if it had gone in, it would have been a fantastic goal. If his fit was a little bit higher, he hit the guy in the face, he gets sent off because that's what happened, off, yeah. you know. So um, I think he was very unlucky and it was the only thing he could do. He knew where the goal was and, and went for it and went for it. Um, I would have gone mental, 2-0 up, been well happy, cracked open yeah. another beer. Bataro would have rung us, yeah. that sort of thing. And that was, I can't really, producer Jake's not putting any more notes about the game and I can't really remember anything else really happening. Like I can't think of Sluger having to make a save he didn't. He didn't, did he? No. Like a meaningful save. None. Nothing at all. Did they even have a shot on target? Their shot on target was a really dull header towards the goal. That yeah, was it. Yeah, I think that was their. I think that was their only one in the yeah. whole game. So the and, only. And sh- did they? They ended with like four or five strikers on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, because they knew they had to chase it. They had to get a try and ball. Imagine if that stadium had been full of their own supporters. Imagine the crap they would have got. Oh, they would have been booze. That would have been great to have been there. Yeah, wouldn't it? They were terrible, and and I'm thankful they were terrible because we got the three points. Sluga didn't have to make a save, but then you've got to credit our defence for that too. Last week on the podcast, we asked, should we be making more substitutions? Should we be making substitutions earlier in the game? I feel like this week we didn't need to make any. Uh, Producer Jacob did put, should we have made more changes? Um, Because we only did Naismith for Clark. I would have maybe liked to have seen Adebayo come on and maybe go two up top and push for that second because I feel like we could have done that but in the end we didn't need to and I wasn't I wasn't overly fussed we didn't make many subs because it just worked didn't it with the players we had on the pitch well Nathan Jones yeah. he explained the reason for switching Naismith didn't he was you yeah for the height wasn't yeah. it yeah yeah it was for the height bit and which is Jordan Clark probably jumps higher than pretty much anybody in that team so uh, but I get what I get what you're saying I, um, you know and maybe a little bit more defensive 
as well than Clark, isn't he? But yeah, as, as it went on, you're sort of thinking he ain't going to make any subs here. You know, Colo leads so well from the front. You know, to bring a new guy in and say, do that same job would be putting a lot of pressure on him in a game that you're only one new up. I think had we got the second, then we would have we would have seen those those players, wouldn't we? Yeah. But um, yeah, as it was ticking on, you're thinking that nah, we ain't going to make any more subs. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him. That that team were rock solid, and you you, you couldn't disrupt it. No, and 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 don't forget, we've got a really quick string of games coming up. Now you're going to see a lot more squad rotation. I think as we go through the next few weeks with the homes, you know, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, or Wednesday, Saturday, whenever it is. Um, so should we have made more changes? No, because clearly we won the game. So his tactics were right. That's why I want to look at it. And am I right thinking? Yeah. So I've just looked it up now. Um, so we are seventh in the table for having the best defence in the league or goals against. We've only got 29. There's only six teams above us, which I think, you look at last season, I think uh, Luton News, Mike from Luton News tweeted earlier that this stage last season we've conceded 60 goals. This time around it's 29. Yeah, we just need to score more. But we're solid, aren't we? And yeah. that's the thing. We've got that solid foundation that... You know, we've, we're up there with Derby, Bournemouth, Millwall, Norwich, Watford and Swansea. I don't think you can really complain with our defence this year. Imagine if we did just have a more attacking flow. Yeah, you know, title contenders. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, now he's looking too high. I, I would suggest... I know, that. if you, you compared last week's podcast to this week's, this is the thing, isn't it? This is what's, this is what it's like supporting Luton. That's why you do it every you week. You dream, don't you? You dream. You have to dream and I don't think we're doing too bad. Do you think Nathan Jones got it tactically right at the weekend? Producer Jacob's asked on the podcast uh, running order today. Yes. Yeah, he, he, he did. And I, I think he he had his tactics if we go one up. We, he had he even said that, you know, at half time, they're going to bring this this yeah. picture. And, you know, and when that happens, we're going to do this, this, and this. I, yeah, I... I think I think he got it absolutely spot on. And it may not be the most enjoyable to watch, but we absolutely can't complain. If we were there and it was 1-0, you'd have been happy. You'd have been ecstatic. It'd have been such fun to be there. Um, absolutely got it right. And it's great that he gets it right. He, he just fits with us right now, doesn't he? He just fits in. and He, he seems to motivate the players well. Um, I'm quite pleased. It would be nice to see some of the newbies on at some point. But uh, yeah, he got it tactically right. And I think even the, even the substitution, I think he was right. And we've got another big game tonight on Sky Sports. Uh, Cardiff City at home. I, th- I feel like in the three games we've played against Cardiff since we've been back in the championship, have all been, oh, apart from the one earlier in the season, but we owe them a, a result, don't we? Because we got yeah. beat twice last year. One to that Vassell 96th minute winner and then oh, that Tomlin one at home when we dominated the game. Um the only thing is Cardiff are on a good run of form, obviously. I think Mick McCarthy's in charge now, isn't he? Um, hey, that shouldn't stop us, because when, when some teams are playing better, we play better. Yeah. So let's not let's not worry about their form. Let's think about us and how we're structured in our form. Uh, there's no reason why we can't get a result. Well, they are five unbeaten. They have conceded um, in four of them last five games. So if we can get a goal and push on, like we... Why can't we? ...what we want to do, then um, that would be that would be good. It is one of them games that you, you probably would expect to pick up points in, isn't it? Well, I was, I was sorry, I was going to jump in and just say, it's, yeah, go for it'd it. be, you know, with, with the defence, um, and we're saying how good our defence are doing, you know, obviously Keeper Moore is, is absolutely on fire as well, isn't he? So that, that battle is going to be really interesting. I, I prefer not to worry too much until it starts. 
And then I'll stop. <laughs> then I'll stop worrying. That's a good it match could, preview, it could be, isn't it? It, it? it could be whoever wins that battle it could, could win the game. Could you see it as another little scrappy game or do you reckon this one will be a bit more free-flowing? Will both teams look to try and, and actually play? Because I do feel like... I feel we, we had to drop to Birmingham's level the other day to get the result. Could it be that this home game, back at Kenworth Road again, under the lights, we can just try and play our, our style of play? I think we always try and play our style of play. Um, do you really think we did that at Birmingham? The amount of times we were trying to hit it over the top of their defence. No, I think there was... And it a, looked like it was working as I well. I think there was a game plan for Birmingham because they've obviously studied how the team played. I think when Cardiff come, Cardiff can play football. I think because of that, we'll get the chance to play as well. Um, we pass well. When we get the speed right, um, we're good. So why can't we go out there and, and take the game to them? I, I think that's what we need to do. Take the game to them. Shut them down quickly. Get on... Just look at um, the game we watched the other night, how quick Barnsley were moving up all the time. And the same, the same thing we should be doing all the time. Just shut them down. Don't let them have time on the ball. Get the ball. Keep control. You'll get a goal. And we're still on course for seven points in three games, which we discussed, what, like two weeks ago? Well, that's okay. Which would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Would be nice. Um, today we wanted to focus on Tom Lockyer as... He just had another solid game, didn't he? He got man of the match. And this player cost us nothing from Cholton. Cholton fans said he was average and overrated anyway and he wasn't good enough and couldn't tackle or he dribbled past all the time. But he turned out to be probably one of the best free transfers of the season, I think, in the championship. He's been classed, hasn't he? Yeah, well, firstly, let me correct you on that because the fans might have said that, but their manager said, I don't understand how why it took so long for him to, a championship club to come for him. So his manager knew that he was a decent player. And I think he was a standout player on Saturday, easily. Easily standout. And he's been consistent now he's got back in the team and, and, and starting. Yeah. When, when you watch other teams in the previous seasons, he, he's a player that I do remember. I don't, I don't always remember opposition players, but I do remember him when we, when we came up against him. So that that sort of sticks in mind. So he must have been half decent even back then. But yeah, he he him and Bradley together are just growing better and better. We talked about Bradley the other, the other week, didn't we? About how he stepped up to championship football, with Lockyer's championship level, with, without a doubt. And and together they 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 just work so well. But um, he's he's just got everything. When they say he couldn't tackle everywhere, well, he's, he he times it brilliantly. He, he can he can bring it out from defence. His passing is superb. Yeah, he's, he's almost a complete player for us, isn't he? They do look good, Bradley and Lockyer together, don't they? And I, I even think Pearson at right back the other day, I'm normally a slater of Pearson. I thought he yeah. did all right. He did boot out of play once. and But he had to. Anyway, we, the Lockyer thing for Lockyer. me... Lockyer. Uh, the, the Lockyer thing yeah. for me is that he does... You know, like when you have a centre-half and, and, and you just think, oh, that ball's not going past him today. That's how I felt Saturday. He won practically everything. Mm. Um... I've gone down. But do you think? Do you think because it took him a while to get in, and again, this goes back to Nathan Jones not not necessarily putting new players straight in, and he he did have to fight his way in, and and maybe that's the case. You know, he's got himself in there, and he, he isn't letting it go. Maybe that's tactical genius by our manager. Make the player hungry enough to get in there, and then play well enough to keep his space. I also think it's about earning trust, isn't it? Yeah, of course, knowing you can trust your player. Because I think Jones came out the other day and said he now hundred percent trusts Lockyer. So it is all about trust. And I, f- I think trust is actually a massive thing in the game, isn't it? It's something you don't really think about, but you hear about it a lot nowadays. Um, 
normally I bash producer Jacob, so it wouldn't be a podcast episode without me bashing him, so let's do it now. He said, is this the best free transfer we have ever had? And the thing I'd say is like, I, I kind of need some comparisons. I can't think of the top of my head any free transfers we've had in, in, in the past, but I'm sure we've had a few good ones. Uh, statistician Darren, you must know a few. Oh, come on. You, you told me you weren't going to ask me any questions where I've got to think about it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, but I blame producer Jacob for that, and that's why I wanted to call him out on it. But, you know, he's trying. Well, well, Everyone, he's trying. The, the, well, the, fact, the fact we have to try and think of it and Dave's frantically Googling um, <laughs> sort, of, sort of tells me that it could, well, certainly in, in our initial memory it is, isn't it? You know, we're, we're possibly going to have to go back some some distance. But the trouble is, most most things are all undisclosed, and and you exactly. they never tell you about things nowadays. But yeah, at the end of the day, that player for free is is a sensational bit of business. Uh, it's a bit difficult, isn't it? Because you know, he is our highest earner, though. You know, he is on a big wage because we got him for free. Well, whilst Dave searches for other free transfers we've had in our in our history. I'll read some comments. This is what you guys said about Tom Lockyer on social media uh, when we asked the questions. Is he one of the best free transfers we've had? And how crucial is he to the team? Chris says, I wasn't too convinced by him in the first few games, but he's been so solid since. He's totally filled the gap left by Cameron Carter-Vickers and he's a more all-rounded centre-back than Pearson. I think he could improve on his distribution, but him and Bradley look a class pairing. Uh, Can't really disagree with any of that, can you? Him and Bradley are really just forming that partnership. And... Yeah, buzzing with it, really. Yeah, and even with, with Sluger as well, the sort of the three of them together, I think they're all, again, comes back to that trust. And we're saying about getting that trust. We, we had to get the trust in Sluger in the end after yeah. his start to last season. But those, those three, and okay, the, the, the fullbacks have been changing, and hopefully, I mean, Pearson did well, but, you know, Bree, we, we all know when Bree's fit, he'll probably be there. And, I see Potsy get some slating, but I like Potsy. And, and if we can get that, those fullbacks settled, think how how solid we will be then. Yeah, yeah. True. Maybe even get Bree back in that starting eleven because Potts has Potts has looked good since Norwich and Davis went. Potts has really stepped up, and it's nice to see. And he's got his goal the other day, so fair play to him. Let's hope that carries on. Dan says uh, Lockyer, he's so so solid, and is improving Bradley as well. He's a perfect replacement for Carter Vickers. Uh, so happy as our player and hopefully we keep him for a good few years um, which is good it's, it's nice that people say you know everyone thought not getting Carl Vickers could have been a disaster but Lockyer if you think Carl Vickers would have cost us two mil I think the report was a reported fee so to get Lockyer for free as a replacement class uh, Gary says brilliant classy player with a good touch and vision and he's strong uh, he's brought Sonny up a level as well. Loved him since I first saw him playing for Wales. Him with KDH has made us a better team, hence the league position. I can't believe we got him on a free. Well done, Big Mick. Um, which is, again, we got him on a free. He's a brilliant, Wales Brilliant recruitment. Brilliant recruitment. And uh, more and, f- more foolish that Charlton didn't have him tied in longer. And uh, talking of recruitment, do you see we took two new guys on today in the recruitment department as well? They're... Um, Getting a lot of love on social media. Apparently, people are quite excited about this. I I'll have to admit I don't know much, but from reading comments on Twitter, people are buzzing about this recruitment right. sign. Come on, fill me in. I haven't looked at anything today. We've got a new recruitment guy, and apparently he's really good. <laughs> Where's he from? I don't know. I, I don't. I like. You know, I've just walked in from work. <laughs> 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 so I, I literally saw that we we picked up. I think did we get two of them? Two two new in, in the recruitment. Um, 
you know, whether that's for the, the under 23s development squad, but you know, the club are doing the right things, aren't they? It is exciting. And hopefully then we get more, more transfers like Lockyer. Did you find any freeze we had in our, I don't believe all this. Did we pay for Bradley? No, we didn't. We didn't. We, Pat we didn't Bradley pay. was a free, weren't he? Uh, Loire, Loire. McManaman. Mm, McManaman, maybe not. Well, he says everything is. Batara would be sitting there going, Bradley. You think Bradley and Lockyer were free? I'll take that. Yeah, I, there's loads. Um, was he our, is he our best signing? Um, time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, Chris on Lockyer, he says, back in the summer, I was disappointed that we didn't secure the signing of Carter Vickers, but having seen the way Lockyer has settled in, showing great attitude, and when he didn't start straight away, now being a key part of our team, I'm not disappointed at all. He's a good player, good character, good banter, calling the man of the match award, the KDH award the other day as well. Uh, credit to Nathan Jones and co for securing him on a free. It saved us millions and would be no better off with anyone else. Uh, Which is a really fair statement, isn't it? It's a brilliant statement because I think we were all disappointed that Carter Vickers didn't stay. Uh, but we're not anymore. You know, at the end of the day, we've got a fine replacement. Um, and did, he call, did he call him Kevin as well in the award? I think he did. Um, I think, uh, yeah, he's a brilliant play. Well worth nothing to get to us. Well worth nothing. And uh, long may that sort of recruitment continue. Let's hope so, and let's hope Lockyer steps up against against Cardiff tonight and has a banging game and three points would be good. Should we get some insert Twitter questions today? We have a range of good ones, random as well. Everyone's getting involved. Good. Um, Scott says, where do you think it went wrong for Galloway? So in case you haven't heard, Nathan Jones basically said today, Galloway will be 100% pursuing his career elsewhere and he's going to finish his rehab balloon. He's not in the 25-man squad. Um, what did go wrong for Galloway? Because obviously he had that big injury last season at Brentford and since then not had a chance. Uh, it's hard to say, isn't it? I think it just move on. He's not going to be there because yeah. now Nathan Jones thinks the squad is better without him. And, um, and how old is he? We, it's, it's one of Jones, tends, Jones tends to go for sort of younger, younger squads if he can, doesn't he? So... Galloway's got to be getting on a bit now, isn't he? He's one of them players that always just seems to have never realised his potential, has he? You know, he was meant to be a, a big player as a youngster, but I think he's like 24, 25 now, and he's not really had a successful run of games, which you would have thought he could have got here, but I think that injury just, that, that has ruined his career a little. I don't know if he's not been 100% at it in his rehab or something, but... I don't think anyone's going to be too gutted to see him go, but it's just a shame that it, it ended because of a horrific knee injury. To be honest, and I'll be totally honest, I forgot we had him. That's, yeah. you know, that's the thing for me. Um, you've got to wish him well. If, he's rec- if his recovery is good and, and he moves club, you will, you've got to wish him well. But clearly, Nathan Jones thinks there are better players than him there now. Um, Leo says, do you think we can get into the playoffs? Why not? <laughs> I, you know what every time every time this question comes up and I say I want to aim for a win every week you, you, you mock me and every time I say um, you know what there's a chance we might play for the playoffs I get mocked again so I'm going to say live your dreams if we can get a few more wins why not why, it's just because last week we were talking about looking over our shoulder and I just think it's great that the next week we we're like, playoffs, come on, we can no, do it no, 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 I, I, you have to look over your shoulder because you know what we're like but do you think we can get into playoffs? Yeah, I do. Yeah, three three points separate us and Cardiff in seventh. And three we got points. a game in hand, right? And we got a game in hand on them, right? There you go. And we play them. 
That's mind blowing, crazy, isn't it? Really, when you think about if we lost against Birmingham, we'd have been three points off the bottom three. Yeah, and now if we win tomorrow, we we're bang mid table. We're nine from bottom, nine from playoffs. So you know, at the end of the day, there is no reason why we can't aim for that area. If we don't get it, doesn't matter. As long as we don't get, we said this last week. As long as we don't get dragged down into that quagmire, we'll be fine. If we're a championship season next season, that's fine. If we get a flirt with the playoffs, fantastic. Um, but no more no more trauma. I don't want trauma this season. I've had too much of it. I said I, I wasn't going to put you guys on the spot, but let's do it, because why not? Tom says, what's your favourite looting game you've been to? Oh, come on. There's so many. Um, I'll let Darren answer. For, uh, for me, I'm going to go um, FA Cup 94. I'm going to go West Ham at home, Scott Oaks hat-trick. I was about... 14. 14. 14. And I, 14, and I, I, I no, 15. And I, I, I remember I was stood at the back of the Kenny when we when were still terracing. And when that hat trick went in and I'd managed to get back on my feet, I was halfway down the Kenny stand. Yeah, he was probably, <laughs> he was probably pushing me down there because uh, I was with uh, my cousin. And uh, I think he was at the front of the stand by the time that goal had gone in. It's crazy. Um, for me personally, I, I've got a couple. I, I, I could say my first ever game, which, you know, brings you in, which was Queen's Park Rangers. Um, but uh, Man City away was fantastic. It's one that looks pretty good. Oh, when, Man City when away was back, fantastic. Yeah. And, and let's not forget, the everybody would say, from my era, they would say the, the, the winning a, a Littlewoods Cup. But for me, Man City away was something else. There's not enough of my era here to discuss it, but I'd look at Norwich, Scunthorpe and... You know, the main two that stick out for me. But I'd ask Tom, what's your favourite game? That's what I'd ask Tom. Um, Tom, you can tweet that back to us if you want. But Loads of good ones. So, so many to choose from. And there are so many different reasons you could choose a game. There's so many. I think my favourite Luton game will be the one where we have 10,000 back at Kenilworth Road again after the pandemic. Oh, imagine, imagine we win that, the first one back, 10,000 fans. It's going to be oh. mental. It's going to be can't mental. wait for that. Yeah, it's going to be great. I do um, know Go on. Oh, I was just going to move on. Go, move on. Okay, sorry. Tim you're in, says, you're in charge. Uh, Pearson has performed well in the last two games of right back. Do we keep him there uh, or drop him when Bree is fit? I mean, you got to drop him in, yeah. Get Bree in because I like Bree. I, I think you've got to bring Bree in because he, he, he will get us up the pitch a bit more. He'll, he'll add that attacking option. He can take a set piece as well. I, I think P- Pearson is what he is. I, he, you know, he's, he's been good for us, but, you know, next season he's probably going to be the backup for Lockyer and, and Bradley. But yeah, I think Bree Bree's our, our future at, at right back. Um, JS says, and I like this one because he spelled Pataro with a P. How many times does Pataro swear a saluting game? Right. But with the B, Pataro. Uh, swears constantly at Luton games. He does swear a lot. He just swears a lot yeah. any time in life, if let alone at a Luton game. If you're standing next to him at a Luton game, you'd know um, You'd know you're next to him. I think that. you can hear Bataro. If you're not even standing next to him, you can hear him somewhere in that away end or if you're sat in the Kenilworth Road end. Mate, he sits the you'll opposite. be able to hear him. He's at the opposite end of the stadium with me. Oh, is it, sorry, Darren. And I can hear him sometimes. <laughs> I I'm only about six rows back from him with my season ticket, so I have every home game. Uh, no, look, he's passionate. We all know he's passionate, uh, and bless him, you know, he he just it's looting town through and through. And if he wants to say the F word or the C word at any point, let him do it. 
He's great, and he's great. And, yeah, uh, he's a good lad. Hopefully, back next week. Um, you can come and join us again. Paul says eighty-eight points we've got in the season and a half we've had in the championship. Um, all things considered, that's a remarkable achievement, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. Easy answer. I, I know we keep going on, and we can't keep going back to this. But just look where we were five, six seasons ago. Look where we are now. Be happy that we're there. Exactly. Um, and two more questions. James says. So, and this is this is just a bit of a fun one. He said, right, there are two pills. The red pill is you have an 80% chance of staying up and zero chance of making the playoffs. The blue pill is you have a 40% chance of making the playoffs, but only a 40% chance of staying up. Which pill do you choose? Oh. Who are you asking first? <laughs> Go on, Dave. <laughs> um, 80% chance of staying it? up. And no chance of relegation. You've got to take that pill, ain't you? It no, it does, no, it doesn't say. It says 80% chance of staying up. And 0% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, it doesn't mention that. You've got 20% chance of being relegated or a 40% chance of being relegated. You take 80% the, is good. You take the 20, go but you take the 20% <laughs> chance, don't you? 80% chance of staying up. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sorry, I misread that. He's reading it wrong. Yeah. I'm reading it wrong. Yeah, Joe, just take the red pill. Got far too deep into that. <laughs> if you take the blue pill... No, Listen, you might get too excited about how the game's going to go. I'll, t- I'll take the red pill for a couple of seasons and then... Uh, and then take the blue pill with some investment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the one. Got anyone listening who, who didn't hear the question? Who sits there and writes that sort of question? James, what are you on? He's on the red pill, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Um, and finally, look, this is a bit of a fun one. And because uh, my girlfriend listens to the podcast, she thought it'd be funny to put this in. I don't think it's that funny, but... Uh, she said, how many countries in the world start with the letter S? I thought I'd ask you guys in case you knew. Well, that's a stupid question. And why, stupid why question. Asking that? Um, I'm very Luton related. About, about eight. Eight. Dave, do you know? Why would I know that? Producer Jacob, I think he's put 39 is the correct answer. I, <laughs> I don't know Absolutely if that's ridiculous. true or not. Do you reckon it's true? I'll Google I'll, again, shall I'll, chal- I'll challenge him to name them. I'll challenge you. Let's get producer Jacob on the phone to name the 39 countries that begin with S. Um, yeah. You wouldn't have heard of about 30 of them. Switzerland, Sweden, there's a couple, but that's pretty much all I can name. Um, anyway, that's good stuff. That's pretty much all we've got time for today. What a stupid question. Oh, a terrible question, isn't oh, it? Oh, hang on a minute. How many, how many, how many did uh, producer Jacob say? 39. What's that say? 31. Oh. You can never trust producer Jacob to do anything correctly, can you? And this one's... Really can't. And you know what? I don't think everybody knows South Africa, Spain, South Korea. Good stuff. Um, well, thanks for your questions, everyone. Sudan, uh, really, really Saudi Arabia, Sri Lanka, Somalia, Senegal. What are we saying for the Cardiff game then? Uh, Singapore. Get a win? Doable? Yeah, of course we can win. 2-0? St. Lucia, Seychelles. It's it's the same old, same old. You know, we'd love a win. I'd take a draw. I'd take a draw. Why not? Scotland. Yeah. Taking a draw, Dave? No, I want to win. I, I tell you, every week I want to win. I'll, I'll How did it take us that long to get Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this this one says there's only 26 and, you know... Even they didn't have Scotland because they look, said you could also. We can discuss Scotland. this another time. No, no one really well, cares about You should about have had your girlfriend anymore. bloody text in yeah. then, should you? Um, I want three points, but I will take a point if we get a point. I, I'd rather have the three. I think we deserve a three. We think we deserve a good performance at home, and there's no reason why we can't beat Cardiff. Good stuff. Well, 
that's all we've got time for thanks so much for listening and if you're on youtube right now sorry about there being no video hopefully we'll get that back next week if you can rate us five stars on itunes that's always very much appreciated get us on socials oh and the town thanks for listening and we shall see you next week